I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Hey, it's Loud and Local Stay Home Sessions. We're doing things. It's now been a year of doing the Zoom thing, so you think I'd get used to it. But, you know, I'm just as awkward as ever. Uh, I would normally have these guys in studio. Um, actually, I've had them in studio. A couple members uh, of this band, Dust Moth, have a new album called Rising Sailing. It's out now on A Thousand Arms. Incredible band. I fell in love with this band about four years ago, I think, with their uh, album before this. Three or four years ago? Uh, could be wrong. But this album... Blew me away all weekend long. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Uh, and uh, pre-orders are available now. But before I get into all of that, welcome back to Loud and Local, y'all. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's go around the room, introduce, reintroduce yourself, and tell us what you do for Dust Moth. Uh, Jim Ocapella, drummer. Steve. I'm Steve. I play bass. Ryan. I play guitar and sing. So yeah, welcome welcome back to the show. And uh, new album is available now. Um, was there any um, res- was there any talk about waiting to release the album until after the pandemic, or did you guys want to just get it out there? Uh, what was that um, decision like? I don't know if we talked about it. We just wanted to get it out kind of as soon as possible four or five years it's been recorded for two years oh wow so yeah almost two may it'll be two years june something like that so i meant it's get to the point where it doesn't feel new mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, you don't want it to sit around for too much longer well i certainly couldn't tell that it, it you know it, it's not like it sounds dated or anything like that it's awesome album um so if you don't mind me asking uh why um <clears throat> why was it kind of recorded two years ago what what was the um i guess delay in releasing it um well let's see how man do, do we want to tell the truth here yeah we can tell the truth uh can we, old quick question can I, is, is there profanity about it yeah this is pre-recorded so it's not live don't worry about it so uh let's see there was a few years ago we went on tour with some label mates of ours, this band called Mustard Gas and Roses. Yeah. And, uh, and so when we got to Atlanta, which was where our previous label was from, mm-hmm. uh, that was the first time we had met them going to that, coming to that show. And they showed up super late and they had a lot of 
<clears throat> internal struggle going on between the two of them. There's only two of them that uh, ran and operated it. Okay. So they had a lot of <clears throat> personal conflict going on. And basically at the time we didn't know it, but that was basically the end of uh, their relationship as a couple and as a label. Oh, wow. Okay. So after that, we, uh, when we tried to get a hold of them, it was just crickets. And then Irene spoke with uh, one of the owners, and she's she's a little bit out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that did not go so well. Fair enough. But we had already been writing for quite a while at that point, so we were ready to record. So when we got back, we started thinking about what we wanted to do, and we needed to find a home for it. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to just fund it ourselves and then go in and record it. And then we were going to start shopping it around. Yeah. And we landed with a thousand arms, which is, is kind of weird. There's a lot of like, it's how small a world it is. A guy in my old band worked with them. Uh, he's a recording engineer. So he worked with their band. And so he kind of introduced us, but at the same time, another friend of mine, from Southern California recommended them as a label. So when we actually uh, sat down to chat with them, they're, they're all about it. And we're stoked on how they run their labels. Kind of a small world with, they actually talked to us about what a year and a half ago about releasing it. Mm-hmm. At the time we were talking to a couple other labels mm-hmm. or with another label doing it. And it all ended up basically just pointing right back at them, which like, this is exactly where we were supposed to be the first damn time. So yeah. this is, precisely what should have happened so. that's cool uh, i'm i'm actually not really that familiar with the label but now that you're telling me about it i'm gonna have to go back and kind of check out some of the other artists on it and some of their other releases yeah they yeah, do uh they really care about uh the bands that they release and then also same with uh the artwork and packaging that they do it's always super elaborate <clears throat> and, and they're more of a yeah it's all in-house and they're kind of more of a post-rock style um label so we kind of stick out a little bit but um as far as we go we we enjoy that aspect where don't we stick out yeah we always (laughs) stick out oh and they also have a sister label too which is in europe which is because then if you not everybody kind of goes to both but if it's one of those that they pick you up it gives us an opportunity to go to other stuff that we really haven't had a hell of a opportunity to do so all right, right on. Well, I'm glad you guys found a home for it and we're able to release it. Uh, it's available now on streaming, but you can always uh, pre-order the LP and the CD. Uh, there's some merch available um, now. Now that I have you uh, on the on the show, Irene, um, I I love your voice, incredible voice, uh, and I'm I'm curious. When did you um, become in your life, when did you um, find yourself uh, confident enough to start singing like that? And, and have you always been a singer? Well, first, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Um, that's a really great question because when I started singing and when I started getting confidence in it, it's probably two different things. Okay. okay. Even and putting myself out there on stage um, early. Um, I think it was in... Gosh, it's got to be like 15 years now that I've been singing in bands. Um, and it's it's been within the last probably eight that I feel like 
I've kind of come into my own. And what I mean by that is just kind of feeling confident yeah. in my own style and approach to put it out there. Okay. Right on. Well, um, so, so now that I have all, f- uh, four of you in the same room, when did you all meet, uh, meet up and for the dust moth project? When, uh, were you guys friends? Cause I know that, you know, you meant, you just mentioned, Irene, that you'd played in bands for a long time. Uh, and Ryan, you played in bands for a long time. I know you guys, you guys have probably all played, you know, shows together. Um, is that just an assumption or is that true? pretty damn good assertion yeah um so had you guys been friends like through the music scene or you know how'd you guys meet up what's the origin story of dust moth if you will what's kind of weird uh jim and i have been sort of in close circles but just kind of circling each other yeah (laughs) a couple people apart uh since the early 90s actually uh so um, but it's weird. I, I didn't meet Jim officially until Steve introduced us. Okay. Uh, and five then, <clears throat> yeah, that was yeah, five, five years ago. Five years ago. So I didn't officially meet Jim until a few years ago. So, uh, and then Irene, I saw 18 individual eyes a bunch. I was, uh, uh, I mean, I used to go to quite a few of those shows, but friends with, uh, the drummer in that band. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how I kind of officially met Irene. And then when Dustmoth started out, it was kind of just a, a small project. It wasn't really meant to do much. And uh, we uh, demoed three songs in Irene, expressed interest and sang over one of them. And it was just like, holy shit, this is, this is exactly what this band needs. Yeah. Uh, because all of us that were in the band at the time uh, have all done uh, heavy bands, you know, with singers that either scream or yell or mm-hmm. whatever. So I had never played with anybody that can sing as well as she does yeah. in the in the classical sense yeah. of the word. I've been with great frontmen, but like right. never one that can. Actually sing, yeah. She's phenomenal at it, so it all worked out. And then Steve came along, and Uh, Steve and I played a band in 2006, yeah, for several years. Um, and that's how I was brought into the group, yeah. Which is around the time I met you two. When I first started playing out in Seattle, Mm -hmm. my band would play with guys once in a while. Yeah, Yeah. we've kind of all just been part of bigger Seattle scene. Yeah. (laughs) 20 years. So I, I got here in 2003 from Austin. And okay. I had been here touring a bunch of different times. And then I met Jim shortly thereafter. Yeah. And then we started playing in a band. And then I met Irene through us playing out together. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, 15 years ago, something like that. Jesus. And his, I was before I was 30. His old band <clears throat> recorded with, uh, our old keyboard player and um, the guy that engineered our record, Matt Bayless. Yes. So that was, that was my introduction to Steve. Uh, Cause once our old bass player left, mm-hmm. uh, Matt said, Oh, I know the perfect person that could come play with us and worked out. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I always like to hear that. And I had a, I, I, I always like to hear the formation stories, but f- I kind of knew you guys all, 
uh, have like really good pedigrees in music and stuff. So I was just curious how, like, how it all worked out with you. I was kind of assuming kind of the, what you guys were saying. Um, so I was showing, I was showing your band to someone and they said, sounds like neurosis mixed with Portishead. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I was like, wow, that, that you, you hit it right on the, on the head. Um, for you personally, um, how would you even describe like when someone's like, "What kind of band do you play in?" Because it's not really metal. It's not really like hardcore. It's not really post. Uh, it's just it's. I don't know. It's just beautiful uh, driving music. I don't even know. Would you? Do you even feel comfortable classifying it? I guess is a good question. Not really. <laughs> hey, there you go. Easy answer. If you said, oh, I could, if someone goes, hey, what do you think it sounds like? I went, ah, it kind of sounds like neurosis in Portishead. head. And they go, I don't know who that is. Yeah, there you go. You go oh, well, and most people really honestly go, you guys kind of sound like Tool. And you're like, really? Isn't that the only heavy band you've ever heard? And yeah. I think that's usually the case. So it's, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm not, again, not, not a fan of them, but just one of those where it's always based on what somebody's knowledge or intimate sure. knowledge of tiny, goofy genres because they can go, oh no, you've got this element, this element, this element, but you don't know that at all. Yeah, you know, over the five. So yeah, depending on who you ask, it's always going to be a different. Oh, they sound like this. Yeah, or, and it's never anything that you think it's going to be. So, and you get really, really weird ones where you're like, oh, really? Oh, that's horrible. But yeah. then you go, oh, that's what that guy thinks it's cool. You know, someone's like, man, you guys kind of sound like Nickelback. You're like, I. Think that band's awful. I think it's time to hang it up. But, but you go, if they like them, and yeah. they, that's the only heavy band they've ever heard, and they go, "Well, they have a singer." Oh, oh, whatever, man. Who cares? Yeah. I don't, I don't really give a damn what anyone as far as categorizes, as long as they either listen and like it or don't. One of the two. You guys it's sound like ACDC. Yeah. Boom! Nailed Angus, it. man. <laughs> Nailed it. It's just like back in black all over again. Uh, <laughs> Um, so how, uh, how have you guys been staying busy? I mean, obviously this past year, uh, no one's been going to shows, you know, um, how have you guys been staying busy outside of, um, you're, I'm assuming you do band practices now, uh, now that, you know, people are a little bit more comfortable with being together. I know that for a while there, people were just sketched out, even just being outside of their house. But, uh, you know, how, how, how have you guys been staying busy? I guess. Same as usual, to be honest with you. Not much. I mean, I think we all go to work. We all do the same thing as we always did. And band practice, at least for us, a little, like, I'll speak for myself, the best release of the week. Yeah. That, like, I can actually see people I like. I can see them intimately. I can work on something and not feel out of it. You know, not being able to talk to people on the street, staying 20 feet away from you all the time. Yep. Takes its toll on you as a human. So after a while, you kind of need that that level of intimacy back with other people. It's not, you know, provide yeah. your kids or anything like that, where it's like just people you want to, you know, these are friends, and you have this bond. That's kind of what that we've been writing material. Nice. On this. So, no, that's and we've been preparing for this record, so we've yeah. artwork, and we've got a video. You know, we're asking ourselves, like, when was the last time we actually used our equipment? It was like in October when we shot that video. So, you know, we've been doing little things like that. 
but um, this is our little bubble. You know, yeah. we've taken breaks during <laughs> COVID when, when, you know, the numbers get high. But mm-hmm. Right now, like, Washington numbers are pretty low, and we're all yeah. pretty safe. So um, we, we do get together, and, you know, we've been uh, free of COVID. It's awesome. Yes. And, back, and Irene was vaccinated. Yay! Today, so. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to get it in this phase. Um, my wife and I are foster parents, so Great. we just learned that character got moved up into the space. Got on it. I got the Johnson & Johnson, so one and done. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask, do you know which one um, you're going to get before you go it, or do they just kind of like last minute, they're like, all right, this is what you're getting? That's pretty much it. Yep, that's how it went. And um, yeah, my my wife went on Monday, and she got it that she got five She okay. has to go back. I don't know what the difference is. It's a, a couple of days. I think it's a law that can't tell you. Uh, I think that's so that you're not like 700 people are, oh, we want this brand, and they show up at the same place thinking that that's the only thing they're giving out. I think it's like first, first come, first serve, whatever they're giving. I feel like uh, I, I saw some like meme or something that was just like two people. It said like what the bar scene will be like in the fall. And it was like a guy talking to a girl like, so which vaccine did you get? I got the Pfizer. <laughs> it's like way to pick someone up, like make small talk. So which vax did you get? None of them. You want to go home? Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeesh. Stay away. Um, all right. So. Before we go into one of the songs from the album, um, so obviously it's been a hell of a year. Um, there's a lot of ne- there was at least and still is a lot of you know negative uh, news out there, hard stuff um, every day. If you're having an overwhelming day uh, and you want to kind of refocus, get yourself back in a, a better mindset, uh, we can go around the room. Let's start with you, Irene. What is an album that you can go to? that will bring you back into a good headspace. Wow. Define good headspace. Uh, whether it be like a heavy one to get your aggression out, a beautiful one, just an album that, you know, can you, you can go to um, that'll, you know, just bring you back. Maybe nostalgic or anything. Just an album that's always a surefire one of your favorites. I don't, I'm not sure I've been using an album like that during the quarantine. I did, um, like I just had that on for months. David Bowie? Yes. And yeah, that provided. All right. Uh, for me, uh, it kind of changes from month to month. But uh, usually when I get into something, it's like that's the only thing I listen to Deep for dive. like two months. Sure. So lately I've been a band called Big Brave. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they put out a record uh, in 2019, and it is incredible. So I've not been able to stop listening to that. To Big Brave. Cool. Um, yeah, and it's always Nick Cave. Yeah. Always Nick Cave. <laughs> nice. So. They're tired of me talking about it. So we'll move oh, on. It's perfect. <laughs> New shiz, though. I got to throw in the Mogwai album. I think we've yeah. all been. Uh, yeah. I think mean, well, great. But um, me personally, I, I listen to a lot of ambient music, just mm-hmm. like really chill instrumental music. And not really just calms me down. So whether it be just piano or um, like a Harold Budd or Brian Eno album, like that's kind of where my like, 
like quite calm spaces. Yeah. I have a weird one that's not music. Okay. I, and I challenge anyone to beat this. If you can smoke a joint and watch Bob Ross's Joy of Painting and be angry, you're just a fan. All right. So, that's like the greatest thing you want to you, you want to be in a you can't be angry watching that show. There's just no way in hell. You're just like going, okay, I'm fine. I feel good. Are you painful? No, just watching it. Just watching it. Just being a spectator for just just a minute to not care. Yeah. It's fine. All right, so screw neurosis meets Portishead. I'd say Bob Ross, Brian Eno, uh, some big brave, and David Bowie. Mix those together, and you get Dust Moth. There it is. That works out. Uh, or you can just, you know, listen for yourself and tell us what you think. We're going to go into two songs uh, from the new album, and this is uh, Everything Anew and How to Sleep. Uh, you guys want to say anything about these songs, or you want to just jump right into them? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Everything Anew was the first song that the four of us wrote together since Jim joined the band. Cool. So, and it actually, uh, <clears throat> so that's the oldest song on the record is since Jim's been in the band. All right. yeah. And actually, How to Sleep yeah, yeah. used to be different as well. Very. There used to be totally different vocals on How to Sleep from when we originally wrote it. Played it out, watched it. And we played it out. We played on that show Band in Seattle. Yeah, that's right across yeah. the street from me. I, I live right on 15th. Yeah, so the old version is on that show. Okay. And we had never heard it. I didn't hear it because we recorded the music and then like Irene went to the studio and then what came out, we're like, I've never heard this. It's kind of surprising <laughs> and amazing. Like I was, it was awesome. So yeah. I made mean, Ryan get it too. That's right. Jim and I worked there. A nice surprise. So here's everything anew and how to sleep. Brand new music by Dust Moth from Rising Sailing. It's loud and local. Stay home sessions.
That was How to Sleep and Everything, a new brand new music by Dust Moth uh, from their album Rising Sailing. It's available now on A Thousand Arms. If people dig that and they want to purchase the album, uh, what's, a, what's a way to do that? Uh, I know things are up for pre-order. Uh, can you give me the URL? Uh, let's see. You can get it at uh, what is it? A thousand arms music. Is it a thousand arms music? I think a thousand arms. Just a thousand arms.com. You can order it from them. Uh, it's actually technically out, so it came out oh. on Friday. All right. So uh, you can get it now. Uh, you should. You want the vinyl version? You should get it quick because the vinyl's going fast. The first press is in. Well. So and then the second press will be coming along and. Uh, you're going to miss out on the, on the great colors that are. I misspoke. I said pre-order, but no, it is out. The reason I said pre-order is because vinyl is so backed up right now that I'm just assuming anyone releasing things is just doing pre-order. But you guys must have yep. known about that and and put your order in months ago. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we we planned ahead, and actually, our label has a um, their sister label in Europe has. Uh, and in with a very small uh, record uh, plant in Belgium. Cool. So we got we got a press from them. So the turnaround time is a lot less. So we were able to get it all in before the record. That's very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, you can follow Dustmoth on all the social medias and, and 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 support them. Obviously, we can't go to shows right now, but give them a like give them a follow and order an album um like they said they're available now and shipping now um so you mentioned that you're writing a little bit is uh you guys uh working on some new material then absolutely yes absolutely uh i i don't think we're hardly ever not working on some new material okay unless we're unless we're playing a show that's what we're doing generally speaking yeah um it's just fun to do. I mean, yeah. just in, as a rule, it's fun to, you know, if we're going to go play a show, it's like we have something new to play. It's like, well, cool. We get excited about it and you go like, oh, that worked or that didn't. Or, mm-hmm. holy crap, let's open with that next time because that was, you know, amazing. And it just, you know, it's a different a different way to get someone else's opinion on something, too, that they may not have heard or we haven't shown anyone. So it's always yeah. fun. We also worked on a cover that uh, none of us have really done covers much before. Yeah. All this, so we've been working on a cover and uh, pretty pumped to bust that out, that out at some point in time. Will that be a surprise then? That'll be a surprise. Okay. All right. Be a surprise. Uh, but a, Bob Ross? Is it a Bob Ross cover? Bob Ross. He nailed it, man. Nice. Or Nickelback? No. <laughs> um, uh, right on. So. Um, I do want to ask this question. You guys have been involved in the Northwest scene through various bands and obviously now through Dustmoth, but you know, through, for decades now, you guys have been very involved in the underground Northwest scene. Uh, and I like to ask people what their favorite Northwest band of all time is, but I specifically want to ask you guys, um, what's a band that, uh, a Northwest band throughout the years that may be underrated that, that you think people should go back, check out maybe, you know, buy a CD used or, or check them out on online or search them on YouTube. What's a, what's an underrated band from the Northwest you think people should check out? Uh, really, but, uh, Sleepy Eyes of Death. It's one of my all time favorite local bands. Okay. They, 
I mean, if you haven't heard them, they're unbelievable. They, I don't think they put out all that much material. It's really cool and was a unbelievable live show. Nice. They had a bunch of like wild pulsating lights and faced each other mm-hmm. and put the light kind of in the middle and then the lights just go off. It ran was fun, like super dark, and then the lights would pop really weirdly. They were kind of heavy post electronica. Okay. It was really like a live band, but then had electronic elements in it that were, you know, really, really cool. Sleepy eyes of death. I'd say Cobra High. They're a band that was around in like 2002, 2003. Okay. And uh, my old band played with them a couple of times and they blew me away every time. Uh, a lot of keyboards, a lot of guitar, like a kind of a classic rock, like mm-hmm. 70s vibe. Okay. In crap. It was when they broke up, I was really bummed out. They were incredible. Cobra High. Yeah. Cool. Same thing. Not a lot of uh, material that they put out there, but they do have a, a record. Right on. For me, I think we're sitting, or I'm sitting with a couple of the members. I wouldn't say underrated, but I would say bands that I wish were still around, and that's Steve and Jim's band, Ron Swan, and, and Snakes. These arms are Snakes. Yeah. Oh. That would be a real treat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, there, there was a band in the early nineties called Bam Bam. It was an instrumental band. And at the time I didn't think instrumental bands were like a thing, mm-hmm. but when I saw them, I totally understood like they were completely proficient musicians. And, you know, I was, I actually saw them in the Eastern Washington. We all hiked up this hill at this event called Greenstock. And it was like, it was like an oasis for like music. And we all slept there, and um, there were no rules, no laws. <laughs> it was like a little mini Woodstock, and the band went on at like three in the morning, and it was the most like psychedelic, heavy, raw like thing I'd ever seen. And and so bam, I've seen bam. them also. Bam, bam, cool. I don't know if you can buy their music, but um, they they are Northwest. Wow. Okay. You gave me some stuff to dig. I know these arms are snakes, but the other ones, I, I got to dig these. So I, I actually partially did that as a, as a kind of a selfish thing. I wanted, I know you guys have good tastes based on, you know, the music that you make. So, uh, I, I appreciate that. Now I have to do some digging and find those, uh, find those albums. So, uh, Dust Moth, thank you so much for, for coming and, and, and taking the time tonight. I know you guys, um, you know, you took time away from, from, you know, jamming and writing new stuff and whatnot. So I appreciate you coming on. Any final words for the Northwest audience? Come out to shows. Yes. Next year, everybody, and don't bitch and complain. Come out. <laughs> Just come out. Don't be a jackass. Old or not, come out. Don't be 18 and don't go to shows. Go out and do something. Fun. Absolutely. So we're going to go into I'm Not Anyone. Uh, anyone you want, anything you want to say about this one? The last song on the album, and it's meant to burn down the house. So if you see it live, it's cathartic. The end is, it's, if you're not, it's fairly entrancing, and it's a good ender to the show kind of vibe. It's, it's quite fun. Well, that's perfect. It's the end of this. So thanks again. Yeah. Again, and uh, buy the album. It's called Rising Sailing, available now by Seattle band Dustmoth, one of my favorite Northwest bands of all time. Thank you so much.
Oh, thanks for having Thank us, you, man. man. You. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And uh, I promise next time we'll do this in studio, in person, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Right on. Have a good one, guys. Take care, brother. Thank you. Bye.